What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Talk with Big Mir. And today, you, you, you. I have a guest, <laughs> a returning guest. Returning. We back in the building. Introduce yourself, cuz. <laughs> Emily with the really. Oh, okay. So last time you <laughs> were Jupiter from Mars. Now, now we're just, what's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> Emily with the really. Emily with the really. Okay. You know, you know. Okay. Well, we got Emily, aka Cuz, back in the building. <laughs> How does it feel to be back for the second episode? It's great. I feel like a co-host. All right. All right now. <laughs> <laughs> you start to sound like Queen. I don't got <laughs> Okay, so today's case I have for you is it's different. I'm going to tell you that much. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's a little different. So the name of today's case is called Body on Highway. Body on Highway? Yeah. Mm. This story is about a woman named Latrice Curtis. She's 21 years old at the time of her death. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Latrice Curtis just sounds like such an old name. Latrice, <laughs> get on out here, girl. I'm on the way, baby. <laughs> it is a little old for her to be 21, right? Uh, yeah, it sounds old. Well, I didn't get her birth year, but she was 21 when this happened. This was in 2008. Mm. And this case takes place in Raleigh, Durham, North Ooh, Carolina. Raleigh. It happened in Raleigh, but a part really happened in Durham, but she lived in Raleigh. So it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was found on the highway between Raleigh and Durham. We're going to put it like that. All right. So she was very close with her dad. I actually got this from an episode of it was on ID. Oh God, it was called Shattered Shattered Love, Love Shattered, something like that. But her daddy was up there talking, and he was you could tell they were very extremely close. He when she was younger, she was kind of like a tomboy, so he taught her how to play basketball. Like that was his son, pretty much. He said he didn't know how to dress her. So he kind of dressed her kind of like a boy, <laughs> but you know that makes that perfect was, sense. Yeah, that was until like middle school, high school when she started getting girly, and she didn't want to play basketball because she had nails now, and fishing and stuff was the last thing on her mind. Mm-hmm. She got she got that weave in. Yeah, you know we going to that prom. Yeah, she was always smiling and very encouraging. Like she was, it seemed like she was a very sweet young lady. And she ended up going to college 
at North Carolina Central in Durham mm-hmm. or County. She went to my rival school. Uh-huh, Central. We know. <laughs> and I'm an Aggie over here. Uh-huh. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so, during her junior year, she got married. Married? But, yeah, but her family and friends didn't know nothing about it. They didn't know nothing about it. Her friends knew she was dating, but her father had no clue. Yikes. Yeah. So her daddy said he didn't really know the new husband because she kept her relationship like on the low. So he pretty much just told her when he when he finally met the guy, his name was Derwin. Derwin. And um That sounds like an old ass man too. Derwin. <laughs> <laughs> well y'all got some names up in North Carolina. <laughs> Don't do that, Atlanta. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> When he finally met him, he pretty much just told him, like, you know, take care of my daughter. Don't let nothing happen to her. So her friends Spoiler said... Spoiler alert. Uh-oh, what happened? <laughs> oh, Something happened to her. Because <laughs> she passed, right? Yeah, sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of bad. <laughs> so her friends said Derwin Der- was sweet. He was shy. He was reserved. Um, he was in the National Guard. Mm. Was very respectful, and you know her friends thought they was like a great match. But you know her father did have an issue because he didn't ask for his daughter hand in marriage. So mm. okay. kind of yeah, didn't really like him for that. Because how do you feel about that? You think you're supposed to do that, or it's like old fashioned? It depends on who you with and what what they want. Yeah, I definitely think you should like say something to the family. To the parents. I mean, at the very least, you should say, hey, this is what's about to happen. I mean, because you're engaged. Did you say <laughs> something? <laughs> no, I did because uh, she expressed that she would like her parents to know. Okay. That she would, what was happening beforehand. I don't okay. think it's necessary because everybody relationship different, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a LGBTQ uh-huh. And not everybody parents accepting. Oh yeah, that's true. So that you know, y'all might be good, dandy. Decide you want to get married, the parents ain't gonna have nothing to do with it. So it's it's just a it's a preferential thing. Okay. I can get that. Yeah. So we're gonna jump to January thirtieth, two thousand and eight. Now Latrice best friend Kimberly gets a call from Latrice in the middle of the night like I think it's like around 1, 2 something in the morning, one of those and she said she answered of course because if you call me that late I'm going to answer because what's going on but she said all she heard was like cars passing so she's like calling her name and calling her name and she's not saying nothing so she's like waiting a little bit kind of like trying to hear if she can hear what's going on maybe she butted out her or something Right. But eventually she didn't hear anything like she just kept hearing cars and she was like okay maybe she didn't mean to call me so she hung up so later on that morning around I think it was like 7 8 ish a man driving to work on highway 540 oh lord 540 yes 540 you know that traffic was slow and bumper to bumper <laughs> oh god please oh, don't get me started on 40 and 540 and 440 mm-hmm. Don't get me started. Don't, don't, don't get me started. So, 
It was actually by Exit 20, which is Buffalo Road Exit. Did that mm-hmm. sound familiar to yeah, you? Yeah, sound familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Old so, something grounds. He saw the body. He called the cops. The cops got out there and they saw the body on the top of the embankment. And when they got to her, she was stabbed so many times that she had like holes in her skin. Mm. Her body, they said her body was drained of blood, so they know she didn't get killed there. Like, she got killed somewhere else and then Dumped. put, oh, yeah, put over there. She was stabbed 40 times <laughs> her head, neck, and torso. Golly. Yes. Who got the time? Uh, seriously. And who's that at? Uh, you know. This sweet college student. What did she possibly yeah, do to you? Lord have mercy. <laughs> It so sounds like some car, anger issues. Yeah, the car was actually found a little bit down the highway some, and that's when they seen blood everywhere. Blood was dripping out of the car. Ooh. Yeah, so clearly that's where the murder happened. They ran the tags, and it came back to Latrice. Mm. So, mind you, also around the time police find out this Latrice, they also see that her husband just so happened to not too long ago report her missing because she didn't come home. All part so. of the plan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a couple of days, report her missing. It was <laughs> It was the next morning. She went missing at night, supposedly, in the next morning. <laughs> what, it was what a 48-hour wait period before you could declare somebody missing. Look, we'll get to the, we'll, we'll get to his what he says happened. Oh, okay. So we're gonna jump to daddy. Daddy mm-hmm. got up that morning. He saw the news. And you know the news was showing that something happened on five forty, and he didn't really, per usual. You know, you see the news, you don't really pay too much mind. It's like, oh man, somebody else died. You don't, you know, you're not really mm-hmm. paying attention to who because you're not right. thinking someone you know. Right. So then he realized that he didn't talk to his daughter in the morning. So he called her, called her, and she didn't answer. And she does drive through 540 to get home. So, you know, he just like, let me just call her. She didn't answer. He kept calling. She didn't answer. So he called her husband. He didn't. So he like, you know what? I'm about to call Central. So he called the school and talked to the security guard. And the security guard told him that he needs to contact the sheriff's office. So daddy like, oh, no, nah, bump that. I ain't finna call the sheriff's office. I'm, I'm going up there. Yeah, I'm going to just drive up there. Mm-hmm. And daddy lived in... Oh, crap. Where did daddy live? He didn't live too far from Durham and Raleigh. I can't remember where he lived at. That's bad. I should have remember where daddy, where daddy lived at. You know? But daddy lived somewhere not too far from the area. So where he can get to Durham in a reasonable time. So he got to the sheriff's office around 11 a.m. And that's when they informed him that Latrice was dead and, you know, how they found her body and all that. Dang, so, they didn't even go to the house. Just was like, hey, just come on right up here. Let's uh, talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He said, oh, I'm going to just go up there, bump that. What's going on? I would have did the same thing, though. So three hours after the body was identified, Durham PD already had Darwin. They already got in contact with him and brought him in to talk to him. Right, because his story, he said that last night he talked to her was at ten at night. She was on her way home from campus, so back to Raleigh, and she was stopping to get food. She was on her way back from who? From campus. 
Oh, from campus. I was like, I thought you said camping. I was like, what the hell is she doing camping? No, campus. Okay. I'm look country. <laughs> <laughs> she was on her way back from campus, from Central. Mm-hmm. And he said she was stopping to get some food. And he said he ended up falling asleep. And then he woke up around 6 or 7, seeing she wasn't there. So he reported her missing. And to me... That was yeah. a little weird because it's like, why would that be the first thing you do is report her missing? Right. Why would you call her phone? Yeah. I mean, yeah, call her. She don't answer. Why don't you go to Central and look? Like, why? Well, I wouldn't just assume that the she's automatically missing. Yeah, I'd be like, well, maybe something happened and she stayed with her friends. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going I'm to just call her and if she don't come home later tonight, then we get worried. You know, something. Yeah, I mean, once the friends are like, yeah, I didn't hear from her. I haven't heard from her. She wasn't with us. Yeah. Then, then we can get a little wary. Right. It was like, let me call the cops. Not that. Right. Because now you look sus. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he already gave, he gave him his DNA. He gave him the fingerprints because, you know, he said he had nothing to hide. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, daddy come back on and he like, I did not see the husband. He didn't see the husband the day she died or after that. Darwin, the husband is the one that identified her, but he didn't even call to tell her family. Hmm? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. Darwin, you looking more sus. Why exactly? Why the fuck would you not call your wife's family to let her know? Let them know that she died. Like that's pretty important. You know? Like it's not like she ain't just get hit by a car and broke her ankle or something. Like, you know, they like, <laughs> oh, we just gonna go to the emergency room real fast. We be home later. Yeah. So, a state trooper called the police, Durham PD, and said around 1 a.m. The, on the 30th, he saw two cars on the side of the highway with the hazards on. It was a minivan and a white sedan, and of course, the white sedan belonged to Latrice. He said he couldn't really ask what was going on because he ended up getting a call. So I was getting ready to ask. You see two cars on the side of the road at 115 and you don't pull over and just be like, hey, y'all good? He did pull over and he said he got out, but he couldn't really like see anything. And he ended up getting a call about something else. So he just wrote down the license plates. And well, we want to see the dash cam footage. (laughs) (laughs) So he gave them the license plates for the van. And the van came back registered to a guy named Robert Reeves who lived in Durham. Another old name. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, three old people entangled. People names alone. (laughs) So Robert Reeves was a bishop and he worked... Wait a minute. He was a bishop? Yes. (laughs) Child, what? (laughs) (laughs) A bishop. I told you we had an old ass man. And into the equation. We still got her husband, who we think is suspect number one. Because his story sounds sketch. Now we got Robert Reeves, who is a, a bishop, and his mission was to reach the lost no matter the cost. Oh, now that sounds sus. <laughs> he was a good man and he was well known around the area. According to who? According to the other bishops and uh people who because he was a minister at the Cedar International Fellowship in Durham. Mm. Now, I'm okay. gonna I, I feel like I heard of this church before, but I ain't never been here. I ain't never heard of it. <laughs> well, you're not from Durham. So. 
So now it's nine hours after the body was found. Durham PD bring in Robert. And he told him that his nickname is the bitch. Wait a minute. An investigator said <laughs> You are a bishop and you say, Oh yeah, people call me the bishop. You sound like a drug dealer. <laughs> you sound like a drug dealer. An investigator said he talked very little, but he walked with so much confidence. Mm. What a description. Yeah. (laughs) If DNA and his fingerprints, and he told them the night before he was at church, and then at the church, he went home, and they can ask the sister because, you know, the sister stays with him. Okay, Uh, so what's your van doing on the side of the road? We're getting there. So during the interview, the police find out what the link between Robert and Latrice was. Apparently, his roommate, Stephen Randolph, who went to Central, he was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. He used Robert's van because he stays with Robert. That's his roommate. So Robert let him use his van because his car was down. So now we got a third person. Okay, here we go. Robert, uh, a.k.a the bishop mm-hmm. stay with the sister and had the roommate yes he stays in the basement now, I ain't never heard of a bishop that ain't have enough money to <laughs> a four day on spot maybe this is his house and he let his sister and people stay there okay alright now bishop but he did say that he knows that Stephen and Latrice was having an affair mm. yes and he said that, you know, Stephen became his roommate because, you know, he needed a place to stay. And he offered him to live in the basement for like maybe two, three hundred dollars a month. You know, college mm, trying to help mm, him. You're right. But Robert also said that he thinks that Stephen killed Latrice. What? Yes. He said that he knew that Stephen and Latrice had sex on the 29th. Remember, the murder happened. On the 30th. On the mm-hmm. 29th, he said that he, Latrice was at his house. You know, he seen her leaving out after she had sex with Robert. I mean, I'm sorry, with Steven. And apparently, Latrice wanted the relationship to be more serious. With with Steven? <laughs> yes. Latrice wanted to be with Steven. Um, I guess Steven didn't really want to be with her. This is what Robert's saying. And Robert also claims that uh, Latrice called uh, Stephen after she left telling him this. Like, this is what she was telling him after she left that she wanted to be with him and this, that, and the third. How mm-hmm. Stephen has a collection of swords and knives, and he discovered a gun under Stephen's pillow. I'm like, wait a minute. You 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 giving up way, <laughs> way too much information. Why? We're just offering this up. We brought you in asking you about the van. Okay, thank you. It's not yours. It's Steven. You could have left it at they were having an affair. You it really sounded like you crazy. wanted to have an affair with her. And be like, yeah, they had sex the night before. And uh, she called him talking about she wanted to be with him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, bitch. Okay, Bishop, you doing a whole, you doing too much talking. <laughs> this ain't the pulpit on a Sunday. But. Kimberly, the best friend, said she had no idea about the bear. She didn't know that Latrice was out here sleeping around on her husband. Mm. Yes. So the police did verify Robert's alibi. They called the sister, and the sister said he was home by nine. 
Now, on February 1st, Robert asked bring Steven in for questioning. He brought Steven to the cop. <laughs> Drove him to the police station. <laughs> yes. Did he happen to mention on the way that he told them about all his business? <laughs> was he like, okay, listen. Let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened, okay? I had to give him something, so I gave you up. <laughs> yeah. I could I couldn't hold it. I'm I'm a man of the Lord. I yeah. can't, can't do I'm things. a man. I'm a man of the cloth. Yeah. And it prohibits me from not mm-hmm. you know, I gotta tell it all. Yes. So if Steven comes in, he also gets his DNA and fingerprints. And you know, like I said, he played basketball for Central and he admitted that he was having an affair with Latrice. He also admitted the night before she came over and they had sex, but the condom got stuck in her. What? Yes, they tried to get it out, but they couldn't. They kind of freaked out, and she was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home, and don't worry about it. So Steven said after she left, he left and went to his other girlfriend's house because that's where his other friends were. So he <laughs> went there with them. Golly, what is going on? Yes. Steven also told them that in December of 2007, his tires were slashed, so that's why he was driving Robert's van. He also said he was getting calls from block numbers along with his girlfriend, another old name, Velma. Mm. (laughs) Take it back. (laughs) Velma, older than everybody. Yes, and her tires were slashed also. So... Now, now we done got three men. We done got the husband who reported her missing within what five hours of her not coming home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sus number one. We got Bishop. We don't even know for if he's a suspect, but he just telling all the information. He talking way too much. So uh-huh. he up there. And then we got Steven, who was having an affair with her. Mm. But it, to me, it don't really seem like Steven would have a reason to kill her because he had a girlfriend. He didn't care. He was just getting getting it in <clears throat> yeah it didn't really seem like he had much of a reason but officers did search their home over a half melted trash can that contained fibers and accelerant so I guess they tried to burn some clothes mm. and the contents in there happened to be some of Robert's clothing that was being burnt surprise surprise mm-hmm and uh, also on the first, so all this happened on the first. They didn't talk to Robert. No, they didn't talk to Steven, searched the house. Now they done arrested Robert. <laughs> they arrested Robert. A.K.A. The, the Bishop. A.K.A. The Bishop for the murder of Latrice. Mm. But he, he never admitted it. But you know how they got him? DNA. His DNA was on her steering wheel. On her steering wheel? On her steering wheel. Well, he stabbed her in the car? So let's let's get to it because this is just gonna get messy. So his trial begins uh, in September 29th, 2009. The prosecution the prosecutors start with bringing up Daryl, you know, the husband. Mm-hmm. They want them to see how their relationship was. You know, she was a loving wife, a college student. Then they switch it up and they bring up Steven. Mm. And Steven's up there to talk about Robert's other side. See, Bishop had a side to him that nobody know about. I told you, sound like a drug dealer. So, uh, Stephen moved in with Bishop in spring of 2007. You know, Robert said he was going to help him out. 
Steven said that Robert started making him feel uncomfortable. And one day he asked, because he asked him if he wanted to be a male escort. Oh my God. And Steven said he thought about it for a second. Yeah, he probably like the money good. You know yeah. what you, as long as she look good, what's up? What's up? Robert hit them with the uh well let me see. I need to see what you're working with. Oh so, no. You know, dropped his pants. So I guess he could check them out. And Robert, I mean Steven was like, Robert started kind of touching on him and he <gasps> Yeah, he was just like, Okay, what's going on? Then Robert proceeds to tell him about how, I guess, back in the day, Robert went to a frat party and he began to receive oral sex. And when the light came on, he realized it was a man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> oh, I... you know, two and two clicked in Stephen's head and he like, oh, he wants me to suck him off. So Stephen like, yeah, nah, I'm not, I'm not good. I don't do I, that with that. Yeah. So he said he left, but he came back ten minutes later. Stephen came back ten minutes later and made it clear to Robert, this is nothing like that. I just need your help, like staying here for a while. That's it. Mm-hmm. So Robert apologized to him, but Aaron he kept asking to suck his dick on different occasions. Oh, my he even told Stephen he'll let him stay rent free. Oh Lord, this I mean how the tables have turned <laughs> because what in the hell? <laughs> I told you, I told you it was gonna get crazy. So then they bring up Velma. Velma get up there. And she's like in late October of 2007, she started getting threatening phone calls. Um, she told Steven about the calls, but she said the caller sounded younger than Robert. But the caller was threatening Stephen, calling her, threatening her man, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Saying that something's going to happen to him. His career is going to be over. He's going to, something will happen to his leg. What? Yeah. And they also said, tell Stephen to stop doing whatever he's doing. So, you know, she's like, what the fuck? So, Christmas break comes of 27. So, this is like a month before the murder of Latrice. Mm-hmm. The Christmas break, Stephen went home to Baltimore to visit his family. And while he was gone, Velma Did he started- have big fun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big fun in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> when he was gone, Velma started receiving, of course, weird phone calls. And this time she said it sounded like Robert. And he said he slashed her tires and he was sorry. What? <laughs> Okay. She recorded the conversation and then she did end up going outside and realizing her tires were slashed. And prosecution also ended up finding out that Robert had a second phone. Of course he, he did. He had the phone that he gave him. He had a burner shows, phone. Yes, which shows he was the one that was calling Steven and the girlfriend private. Mm-hmm. I bet. So it revealed on December 1st of 2007, six calls were placed from Robert's other phone to Velma's phone. The calls were blocked. And then also on that same day, he called Stephen. Blocked harassing him. Then on the 11th, the day that Stephen's tires were slashed, he received seven block calls from Robert. Yikes. 
And two other calls were sent to Velma also the same day that her tires were slashed, but she said on stand that it sounded like him. Mm-hmm. They started to realize that the motive for the murder was Robert felt like Latrice was a little too close to Steven and coming in between whatever relationship he wanted to have with him. The man said he not gay. Like, just leave it alone. He said, no, nah, I don't want you touching on me, yo. Yeah, like, this is not, I like women. I'm not this just not Just take the L and go on about your business. So, the night after Steve and Latrice had sex was on the 29th. She left to go back to her husband and Robert followed her. Mm-hmm. Latrice ended up pulling over on 540 to get the condom out. And, you know, Robert seeing she pulled over, so he pulled over behind her. They're thinking that he walked up to her like, you know, hey, I'm a bishop. <clears throat> I can help you. You know, he probably said something like, let's pray together or something. Something and, crazy. Yeah, you know, she was also a, a, a woman of faith, too. So she let him in, and that's when they believe he just started attacking her. Yikes. Drug her body out the car and, you know, put her over there in the embankment, moved the car. Later on, that's why the car, her car was seen on the other side. You know, he did all that. They also said that his home alarm system picked up someone coming home, which was Steven, because Steven used his code at 1.30. Steven mm-hmm. came home. Then at 2.30, it also shows someone coming home, but the master code was put in. And the only person who had the code for the master is Robert. Dun, dun, dun. Robert. <laughs> so, of course, the defense come. Here they come. Robert couldn't have done this. You know why he couldn't have done it? Because his left arm is half paralyzed. And it's from when he got mugged in New York. I guess he got stabbed in the left arm and it's kind of paralyzed. His sister said that Robert doesn't even carry anything heavy, doesn't move. He barely even has a good grip in that hand. He barely uses it. So there's no way that he could have violently stabbed her like that. Then he also tried to say that you know, Stephen had to do it because he thought that she was separated and she wasn't. She was still, Latrice was still married. That's why he killed her. What does Stephen care when he got a whole girlfriend? Exactly. And you know why? I mean, you know, also on what? I can't talk. Wait a minute. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> but on October 9th, 2009, his ass was found guilty good and he received life in prison and that's where he still is good i mean you child what <laughs> going through people minds just all these folks out here ready to give it away and you mad over one person that you killed he should have killed the other girl that he was calling and harassing no, i mean not saying he should have killed her but you know what i'm saying why kill latrice like she's going home to her husband yeah. What threat is she is? What what threat is she to you? Uh, I don't know. Even if she did say, "I do plan on leaving my husband," and I to be with Stephen. What? Look, seriously, like if they was planning to like run away together, that makes more sense. But 
they weren't doing nothing but having sex. But I'm also thinking about the husband now, because I'm like, this is this is a little weird. When I was reading the court stuff, I did see something about the husband. I guess he called Stephen. Maybe he's seen that's the last person she contacted, so he called Stephen mm-hmm. and was like, you know, if you seen my wife, let her know I'm looking for a type thing. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. The husband movement still was a little funny. I, I really thought. I it mean. Was- funny as hell then i'm like okay so the friend didn't know she was cheating but apparently she was cheating is this new that this just start happening like yeah what what the hell, what's going on here did she really plan on leaving her husband like it's was that a lie like a lot of unanswered questions i have you know because this and, and i'm sorry it threw me for a whole loop when i realized that robert's the one that did it because i'm like what the fuck is the bishop <laughs> and you know on the show it don't tell you all that the show didn't like it said it said something about you know him and Steve him wanting Steven and all that but the court information because you know he tried to appeal it he tried to appeal how was he gonna do that say that his rights was violated how and <laughs> when you because, violated a whole person when you stabbed their ass 40 times. Because apparently it's with evidence, it's you can't, it's funny how you gotta do it. The way that the prosecution did it was they made Steven, the incident that happened with Steven lead to see, he wanted Steven, he did this, so that's why he killed Latrice. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to say you can't use that to prove this. And in some rules you can't but they said that the way the prosecution did it, his rights was not violated. And mm-hmm. either way, he still would have got a guilty verdict, whether they didn't mention that or not. You're right. Your DNA was there, sir. Proof Crazy. is in the pudding. Proof and is in the pudding. And he called a friend. And told her that the tires were slashed. No, 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 no. Remember, Kimberly got a call early that morning from Latrice and just heard cars. Apparently, fucking Robert called her. <laughs> Why? I it never explained that. I, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Stay so, in prison. Stay in prison. Yeah, that's when how I got all the extra information about him slashing the tires and calling them and yeah. I said, oh wow. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was something going on. We knew the bishop did it when he started ratting out Steven. Talking about I he got mean, all these knives down the list. Got a gun. <laughs> Try to put it on him ASAP. Soon as they brought him in. Oh, yeah, he did it. <laughs> he did it. He did it. Who he does did that? It. Oh, <laughs> by the way, I got all this info y'all need to be looking at. Like, why didn't you call the cops? You oh, know? Now I got questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you knew too much. So do you think life was enough? Yeah, he ain't getting out. Unless they gave him possibility of parole. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, no, he don't. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and stay in there. That's why he's trying to appeal, but he can appeal all he wants. He's going to keep getting denied because yeah. the proof is in the pudding. The sorry. code, your secret phone. Mm-hmm. Your DNA, sorry, you can't wild at the, your at DNA the crime scene. Her car. Yeah, on her seriously. car. Seriously. And how it get moved. Exactly. And, sorry. Time's run out. Yeah, maybe sister sleep hard and didn't know you left back out, but you left back out. Mm-hmm. But yes. Oh, do you have um 
I don't think I have any much to say more about this case because he got what he deserved. It was open stupid. and shut. There it is. Boom. Uh, I guess you gotta watch everybody because even bishops out here killing. Hey. They they be <laughs> sus too now. <laughs> bishops out here killing. But you know, I do my segment where I ask if you seen anything that made your true crime senses go off. I haven't seen anything. Once I realized the kids had parents at their home, everything's <laughs> been looking pretty normal. We good. The kids are all right. Yes, the kids were fine. Have you seen anything? Heard anything? Have I seen her? Nah. You know, nothing out of order. Out the, out, nothing crazy. Okay, good. Yeah, I think everything's been good over here. Thank God. Uh, yeah, guys, I was I was sick. Hope I don't sound sick now, but I'm getting better. I was down bad, y'all. I will be posting. Oh, by the time y'all hear this other episode, will already be out. No need. <laughs> Look, no need. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. It's out. Now. It's out now. Go listen. Kill but I need you guys here. to start liking and commenting. Uh, Apple Podcasts, you can comment and like. Spotify. Give them five stars up there. Yes, five stars. Give me some reviews. Tell your family and friends. We are at over 500 views. Let's Probably go. more by the time this episode come out. I, like It's doing great. I still got to make the TikTok and stuff. Follow the Instagram to see the pictures. Um, Killer Talk with BN. Anything you want to say? Nah, y'all be safe out there in these streets. In these streets. <laughs> <laughs> Be okay. vigilant. Well, and don't that, what? Stop cheating. I think I think that's actually a good one. Maybe we should have said that one. Let's let's stop cheating. Let's stop cheating. I yeah, mean, that's what's that's something you want to do. Uh, uh, maybe you need to talk to your partner about having a little open situation. But uh, yeah, I I don't even I don't even want to say how I would have got away if I committed that murder because I that what he did was just stupid. I don't even get why. He <laughs> Like no, it ain't it ain't nothing to comment on. You're dumb as hell. Yeah, this is and you got what you deserve. So, but yes, y'all like, comment, follow. Hope you guys enjoyed me and Cuts and yo, eat Millie with the really. Bye, y'all. Yo.